Welcome to the Cam and Joe Show. My name is Joe Steele, and in this episode of the Cam and Joe Show, we interview the director of the Regional Emergency Shelter, Frank South. Please enjoy. This is episode 11 with the Cam and Joe show. My name is Cameron Elkins. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe so we can continue to get this positive platform out for as many eyes as we can. Good morning, Joe. How are you, bud? Wonderful, Cam. I'm so happy you got to do that because, you know, having to pull you through that for the last, like, nine episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> trolling. I'm trolling. Oh, my name is first in the title. I always let Joe go. You I know. know. It's, you know what? It's, it's chivalrous. I it's guess. because of alphabetizing. Yeah, it's true. If it were the Joe and Cam show, it would look weird. Yeah, it's true. And the Cam and Joe show, you know, you go with the rhyme. Come on now. And I'm so humble that I let my ego <laughs> set to the side. I'm letting everyone know how humble I am. So I'm humble and I'm proud of it. <laughs> That, that's a, that's, a, that's truly a cued line from my mom. My mom actually said that once. I'm humble and I'm proud of it. And we're like, Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, wait a wait a minute. <laughs> so here you you did a wonderful introduction. You should introduce uh Frank South. I would love the, the director of uh, of would, rest. I would hey, you know what? Watch <laughs> boy. I would love to introduce our guest, Mr. Frank South, the director of rest. Frank, how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so happy that you're here. Uh Frank, I I know you personally. I love you, man. I love how involved you are. Um, but for those individuals who are watching that have not had the pleasure to get to know you personally. Um, tell them what you're all about, what REST is, Absolutely. what REST is all about, and let's, uh, let's, let's dive right in. Okay, so I've been in the local community since 1981, um, uh, raised four wonderful children, uh, many of them right alongside you two, mm -hmm. uh, through the years of, of new life. I've been at Bible Baptist since 1981, um, I'm currently still at Bible Baptist, and then REST, um, about last September... Um, I looked into it. I was, my, my wife called me and she says, Hey, this is this, what they're looking for fits who you are. Mm, perfect. She goes, I think you should look into it. And I looked, I told her, I'm like, honey, based on what you're telling me, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're not really selling me on it there, babe. And I was always telling people when I was in, in, in business that the person that puts their hand up and says, pick me, pick me, mm -hmm. don't ever pick them. Yeah. Always find the, the diamond in the rough. Yep. And, um, so I went ahead and I sent in, um, my resume and I got a phone call and I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't want to do this. <laughs> So once you had the phone call, you were like, mm. yeah. And I, I was like, Lord, really? I mean, I'm one of those people, my, my prayer life, my morning devotional life is my everything. Oh, yeah. I get that. I've yeah. got to get into God's word. I've sure. got to get alone with him. I've got to get my mind right. Yeah. Structure and balance, man. Yeah. It's important. Got to get my heart right. Oh, yeah. And so every morning I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you have? Yeah. Well, then I get an interview. Then I get a panel interview. And I'm like... Okay, Lord, if you're pushing me this direction, yeah, then there's a gap here, sure, and you want me to fill it, and I'm gonna go, but I'm one of those guys I don't know how to go halfway. Yeah, well, that's a respectable thing because I mean, 
I mean, I'm going to have to put that there's going to be language in this because the phrase has language in it. You can't half-ass yep. one thing. You can only half-ass two things. And then if you half-ass four things, then you don't, you're not even having a full cheek on the toilet seat. You're making an ass of yourself. I just think it's hilarious. So that's what I think of, though. I think that, I mean, I've known you for a long time. So to me, going, yeah, you know, of course he goes 100%, which means you're yeah. right in the running when somebody goes, I need somebody that's reliable. I don't want someone being like, yeah, I'm sorry, I have 15 other things on my plate. Correct. Um, I'll fit you in. It's like, no, sorry, you're the important, you're the priority. I'm giving you 100%. And I yeah. think that that is what makes it important. Yeah. So, I mean, it's respectful, man. Frank, did they have did they have a, a director that was outgoing or that, a, a new spot that was filling or spot that they created? So they had a wonderful guy. His name's Nick Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a, a pastoral counselor now over at uh, Cornerstone Church. And um, he had just, he had thought it was his time yeah, uh, to step out into something else. Sure. Uh, and so he went full time on with the church there, and so they there was a gap. Got it. Mm. And um, uh, the Bible says, "In a double-minded man's unstable in all of his ways." For sure. Uh, so I was like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to do this, let's I'm, jump in." Yeah. Oh yeah, no. And it's it's literally twelve to fifteen hours a day, guys. Oh yeah, I don't doubt it. For the us. phone doesn't stop ringing. Um, I mean, uh, the homeless thing is. I mean, we're getting phone calls from from Sacramento, from Woodland, from Roseville, from Chico. Nobody has shelter space. Um, so for, it's for those bad. for those who do not know yet about what REST actually is, what what REST stands for, yeah, and go what for you that. guys do, what does that look like? Okay, so REST is Regional Emergency Shelter Team. Got it. Yeah. We are the only emergency shelter. For women, children, and families in the local area. Now think about wow. that. That's it's just nuts. I mean, after we talked a, a couple weeks ago and we dialogued a little bit, I have told, just from talking with you and the impression that I got, I have told over thirty people what you told me, and I was like, "This is a thing." They're like, "Yeah, it's that's a thing." I was like, "No, it is. It's a very important thing." They're like, "We don't have that need." Filled. What's 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 made that even more crucial is that they are the only emergency shelter. And when you say local. I'm thinking Southern Yuba County. Does that does that stretch even further than immediately Southern Yuba County, which is 130, 140? Well, he said 000. Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento. Well, so I won't say Sacramento. Sacramento sure, sure. has some things, sure. but in the local area. So let's say Yuba Sutter. Yeah. Sure. And probably Calusa. Yeah. Because we're getting phone calls from sure. Calusa like every day. I don't doubt it. Gridley up. up I'm yeah. kind of think radius. Yeah. Well, so. Well, that's Butte. Okay. Uh, we did get a, a client or a guest. We call them guests rather yeah. than clients. Yeah. That's amazing. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, we got one from Chico here recently. Um, so, I mean, you could say as far as Butte, but yeah. the shelters are full. Got it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, they've been full for a very, very long time. And, and I think it's that... I don't know. I think I people will be told, yeah, there's another homeless person. Yeah, another shelter's full. And it comes up passive yeah. in phrasing. And, and it's like, you don't understand what that means. Like, you're going, the, oh, yeah, we're at capacity. Do you understand that you're talking about people's lives when yeah. you're saying the phrase at capacity? Yeah. Yeah. There are no safe places for women and children. There are, we're, we're, we're done. And if somebody now is homeless since we're already at capacity... Yeah. Where are they going to go? Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. And so, so that's why you're, I mean, then that's why you're getting the phone calls because of how your, your, your business is structured. Tell them more about that structure because I know about it, but that structure of how you partner with other entities to create shelters for people. Okay. So here's what we do. We partner with 18 local churches in the local area. 
Um, and what they do basically is they provide their church mm-hmm. as a shelter for a one-week period of time. That's awesome. That is- During that time, um, they will meet us there at their church, usually around 5.30 in the evening. They come with a meal prepared for the number of guests that we have for the night. Awesome. Um, and some of the churches can shelter up to 35 people a night. Uh, we're probably averaging about 16, 17 right now a night. Mm. Um, and then they stay there overnight. Now think about that. There's the cost of electricity. Yep. There's the PG&E expense for heating the place so that it's comfortable to sleep in. Absolutely. Yep. There's coffee, of course. Yeah. Uh, can't Gotta go without coffee, coffee Joe. No. no. Amen. No. Um, and then there's a meal. And here's the thing. The ministries um, that plug in. Yeah. And most churches will have a different ministry pick each night. And then they'll come and they'll sit with our guest and they'll talk to them. And here's the interesting thing. The mindset changes from them being homeless yeah. mm-hmm. or a bum. Yeah. yeah, or whatever else it is that you want to call them. Sure. Now they have a name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now they're individualized, yeah. and they hear their story, and now they're like, I mean, every night they're like, "Hey, um, I'd like to bring some clothes. I'd like to mm-hmm. do this. I'd like to do that." Yeah. I think it's, I think that that mindset shift as soon as you go from so powerful. Hey, that that's that's a homeless individual or, or that that's an individual experiencing homelessness. No, that's that's Gregory. No, that's Sarah. No, that's Sarah and her son and her daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can bring humanity back to that name, as soon as you can give them their name and they become not just an individual that's experiencing homelessness, they are a guest mm-hmm. at rest. Amen. That right there, just oh my gosh, that is that is so Jesus forward. That is so, that is so, us embodying love and being everything that that individual needs at that moment. So yeah, cheers on no, that's on incredible. What you're doing that that's incredible, and and I know that God is going to continue to bless those efforts. Give us a, I'm sure you could pick from a thousand different uh, scenarios, but give us give us a scenario either Sacramento or Chico or whatever, where somebody reaches out to you or you guys get in contact with somebody and and the the fostering in process, what that would look like. Okay, so uh, I'll start you with one from Sacramento, uh, one that really touched our hearts across the board. Please. Um, Had a lady that was driving down the road uh, in Sacramento. She looks over at this corner, and around this post was this lady with her five children. Five? Five. Wow. Five children from the ages of one year Hmm. to 10 years old. And they're huddled trying to keep one. Um, This was Hmm. uh, very touching. Wow. And she pulls up about a block up the road. She pulls her car over and she goes, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Walks back to that corner. And she's like, what are you doing out here? And the lady was uh, running from a domestic abuser. And he had chased her across three states. She's started in Louisiana. Now she's here in California. And he keeps catching up with her. And the lady's like, well, you're not sleeping out here tonight. She goes, get in my car. Yeah. She goes, I don't have car seats, but get in my car. So she takes the family home, doesn't know them. Yeah. Let's them sleep and spend the night at her house. And the next morning she started calling people. Yeah. And 2 o'clock in the afternoon she calls and she talks to Hand, Hands of Hope, and they call me, and they're like, Frank, what can we do? And now we partner with Hands of Hope yeah. 
um, the Lifeway Center, um, you know, Bridges to a Better Way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so we partner with a lot of different people, Salvation Army, yeah. yep. uh, Twin Cities Rescue Mission. We're contacting, we're talking all day, every day. Awesome. Uh, Adventist Health, yeah. uh, Ampla, we're, I yep. mean. Yeah. But she calls and she says, what can we do? I said, get them, get them up here. Yeah. So they bring him up here. I fell in love with this family. Mm-hmm. Just a sweetheart. Um, and then within, it was about two weeks, we were able to find a domestic violence shelter that they could get into, mm-hmm. uh, we even, um, Sacramento, and get them taken care of and get them the help that they needed. Um, and when we dropped them off, yeah, um, son, 10 years old, uh, he was a man. Oh, yeah. he, uh, had, he had to be a man. Yeah, absolutely. Had to be a man. And had to be a man. Unfortunately, he had to be a man. Yeah. And he was always helping mom. And he comes over and he hugs me. And he looks in my eyes and he mm. says, Thank you. Wow. Thank you. <sighs> that's, Guys. That's incredible, man. You you can't no. you can't undo that feeling. And I was no. like, okay. All those thoughts about I don't want to do this, they just went away. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I now find the reason why I'm doing this. Well, it's, yeah. it's you know, the Bible says true, uh, tr- pure religion is taking care of the widows and the orphans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. and we've allowed the rules of religion to to contract Get how we way. deal with things. Yeah. And we go, oh, no, unless you go and do X, Y, and Z with things that don't matter because mm-hmm. you're not actually taking care of anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we feel like we're wearing, we feel good because we're wearing the gold badge or we're, we're doing the right thing. And structure is important. But what do you do for people that are thrown out and they have yeah. no safe place? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is when the that's when the metal hits the road. That is when you are seeing if that person truly believes in what the Bible says mm-hmm. and truly wants to help, actually yeah. help, or if they're just oh yeah no I go to church yeah. and I just do my thing. Yeah, I think that that ten year old boy mm. is. If if he gets around the right circles, is going to be an incredible person mm-hmm. to make sure that it never happens to another person again. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people I know that are most passionate are ones that came from traumatized homes, from yep. spousal abuse, from those things, and they have the biggest voices against them, and they want to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yep. Amen. And I think that's what we're called to do. You know, we can't change the events that happened. Mm-hmm. We we can't. Yeah. And sometimes you're given a crap hand. Nothing you can do is going to change it. Mm-hmm. But you can go. You can get the resolve and peace knowing that it happened and then know that I'm going to build up a standard so that this doesn't happen again, yeah. so that another family doesn't deal with what you're dealing with, that another one-year-old isn't out in the cold with his brothers and sisters, with a mother. We're going to make sure that they feel like guests and they're yeah. taken care of. Yeah. I Like... That that preaches all in of itself. I mean, I could take. I mean, people see those actions. I mean, what are the most viewed things on on the internet? It's it's either absolute violence or it's people taking care of each other. Yeah, and it's because of the polarizing of of who we are. And I think that we've allowed terms and concepts to determine how we feel about things. Even the term homeless, homeless. You don't have a home. It means you're hopeless. Home is a safety net. Mm-hmm. It's a place that you go, mm-hmm. right? Home is where the heart is. But if you never feel like your heart is safe to go anywhere, then you'll never have a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll always be without hope. So the idea of what you guys are doing is not just restoring the identity and giving hope to people. It's also giving them the strength and connecting them with the right people so that it 
stops the repeating process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's huge. And and I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking about the. I'm thinking about the ten year old boy. I'm thinking about bro. I got a ten year old. That's I'm just thinking about the 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 son that's out there with his mom and what's going through his mind, and looking at his younger siblings. And I'm and I'm yeah. I'm I'm thinking of my I'm thinking of my son. I'm thinking about my four year old. I'm thinking about my two year old. I'm thinking about my four month old. Mm-hmm. And from a father, oh man, you know how much that that is breaking God's heart, mm-hmm. seeing yeah. them out there. And I know how impactful that that was to that family so the fact that you guys were able to step in mm-hmm. that's why you guys will always personally have my support but yeah the, the the strength the strength of rest one of the many strengths of rest not only is bringing you on because i love how well connected you are oh yeah but i i know that rest has benefited hugely from frank south because yep. of your connectivity and yeah. your, your ability to communicate is huge. Um, so don't don't doubt for a second. Don't let a day come and go, Frank, where you, where you doubt the impact that you're having because just being you and having the connections that you do is going to <laughs> tenfold bless so many more individuals because of how connected you are. So way, way to step in. Oh, yeah. Way to step in and say yes despite you you know the first time you heard about it it didn't feel right yeah but man show again show after show after show we continue to chat with individuals yeah that have an opportunity in front of them that they don't feel fully equipped for and then are fully ready for yeah and then they pray about it they think about it they say yes despite possibly feeling under equipped or Ill, or ill-equipped and then god just rains down his blessing on it Absolutely. And whether or not you see that direct blessing yet, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah, the blessing is just beyond the obedience. Yep. Yep. So your obedience and saying yes initially is just going to continue to bless so many other people. So, mm-hmm. so oh, I uh, awesome. I do have a story though. I want to uh, I also want to share. Here. Go for it, man. No, so it's yours. I had a pastor um, connect with me two days ago, hmm. and he's like, "Hey, my wife is a teacher." And she has a seven-year-old in her class, and they're going to be homeless as of tonight. Wow. Can you guys... Local? This is local? This is local. Wow. Um, and we've been trying to get information on this. Now, I'm going to just give you the cycle here. Sure. So the seven-year-old, you know, I guess relates to the teacher that they're losing their home. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, we see a lot of places where people are selling a home. Uh, or people sure. came upon a hard spot, they lost their job, now they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a renter, so I, I, I understand the, the side from mm-hmm. a person that's renting to oh, people. Yeah. But I also understand the side of rent, you know, the rentee. Yeah. And so yeah. whatever the situation is, they lost their home, mm-hmm. and they're on the streets. The kid didn't come back to school the next day. Mm-hmm. Today's the second day he didn't come back to school today. This morning. This is live. This morning. So we're understand. Our thought is that they're now, and you think about it. Mm. You no longer can provide a home for your family. Yeah. And the embarrassment. Yeah. And the hurt, and yeah. the desperation, and the lack of hope. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my fear is that somewhere in our community is a family cuddled in a car. Yeah. yeah. Or worse yet, cuddled on the streets like that lady was sure. with her children. Yeah. And 
uh, there's another one that we have out there, and we don't know where they are. We're trying to reach out to them, but there's a family of seven on our streets here locally, and we've heard that they were going to come to us. They heard about us, but the question is, do they not have transportation and the ability to get five kids wow. to us? And um, I just got a brief last night that we're looking at working with Yuba County for them to get a van to pick people up yeah. uh, at some of the other shelters and bring them to us. Mm. And we're going to try and work through the process so we can, yeah. in the morning, take them back to their home. But they're out of the weather for the night. Yeah. They're getting a good meal. They're getting wow. sheltered. They've got the possibility of getting a shower and yeah. doing their laundry. And Hands of Hope partners with on partners with us on that. So when we bring them back in the morning, we bring it. We wake them up at five o'clock at the church, load them on a van, mm. take them back to Hands of Hope. Yeah. Um, and there they can take and they get their breakfast. They get mm. a warm meal. They get to prepare themselves. Yeah. And then they can come back in at eight thirty, do their laundry, and take a shower and get prepared for their day. Mm. Uh, now, if there's kids that have to get to school, mm-hmm. the school district will send us a bus. Nice to cool. pick the kid up. Sure. And the kid will get a, take a shower before mm-hmm. he goes to school, and he'll get a warm meal mm-hmm. so that he's prepared physically. Yeah. yeah to absolutely. deal with that. So that's that's crazy. What what is the <laughs> Man, that that's what what does that look like? So right now, live, this this child this morning did not report to school. You got word that he's not at school, mm-hmm. which could effectively mean that right now you said there's five kids in this individual? Well, so in this family, all we know all we know about is the seven year old that told his teacher yeah. we're homeless as of today. So we have and another family didn't that didn't has show up yesterday and didn't show up this morning. Yeah, then, we have another family of seven in our community that we know is out there. We don't know where they're at, but they called us and we're like, "Hey, you know, we're definitely we'll we'll bring you in." Yeah, yeah. And so it was a it was a social worker in the community that called us and said, yeah. "Hey, we had a family of seven, sure, but they didn't show up last night." Wow. Now we had all the all this all the equipment ready. We yeah. had the bedding ready. Mm. We're ready for them. Yeah. But we need them to show up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. What do you what 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 can the community do to help you guys? Well, so um one of the biggest things is we we always need volunteers. Yeah. So for the next three nights, uh tomorrow being the twentieth mm-hmm. of uh, January, for the next three Friday nights, mm-hmm. So the twentieth, the twenty seventh, and, and uh, the third or fourth, whatever. Yeah, yeah, February. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, those Fridays at six thirty at Hands of Hope, we will have a training session. We will talk about what we're about. Mm-hmm. People can just show up, and they can become a volunteer. We do a background check on them, Perfect. make sure good. that they're good to go. Oh yeah, good. gotta keep safe, man. Good. And then they're trained how to take care and how to engage with our guests. Yeah, and. I mean, think about like this here. I like to feel like a king. Yeah. And when I go to a nice hotel, I want to be treated well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, we want our guests to be treated well. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. we we treat them like their family. Yeah. Uh, Love that. You know, there's so many stories. I've got a, a lady named Tammy, and I'll just call her Tammy because her name's Tammy. Uh, <laughs> that, but, that helps. <laughs> but she came to us, and she was a broken mess. Mm. Just a real physically in bad shape. 
and just in every way you could think of, she was in bad shape. We ended up sending her to Adventist because she was so bad. Adventist mm. kept her for about three or four days. Yeah. Um, they took care of some medical issues that she's had. She comes back, and she's now been with us for two weeks. Mm. She told me last night I had to work the transition, or I got to work the transition. Uh, shift was from 5 to 10.30, so I get to eat with them. I get good food for free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting down with her, and she's like, Brother Frank, I love you. Oh. She goes, I really love you. Mm. And she was bitter. She was angry. She was hurting. Mm. And now she's washing tables, and she's smiling. Yesterday, last night at dinner... I'm talking to her about the apple pie. Mm. She goes over to somebody else and they took the last piece of apple pie. And she says, do you mind if I take that? Now, I didn't hear about this until later in the night. She brings it over to me and she puts it down. She goes, I got you some apple pie. Oh, wow. Now, I really didn't want apple pie, but she brought it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just, the, just <clears throat> you know, what did, what just happened there? You know what I mean? You have somebody that has felt nothing but pain, anguish, confusion, a misunderstandings, doesn't know, is in a trauma state, doesn't know how to deal with these things. And when you're in that place state of trauma, you know, you hover, you protect yourself. You don't mm -hmm. want to do anything else. And to see that a person goes from that place within a couple weeks to being like, I want to serve you. Here's a piece of apple. And even professing, hey, I love you, thank you. Mm -hmm. That is just shows the hand of God. Amen. Because we can do the best we can do, but when it comes to trauma, I'm going to be honest, man, there's no medication in the world that's ever going to fix that. Yeah. that that's a God-shaped hole. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're able to, Come on. to help present that to them and they're getting that much healing that fast. Because I've I've met people that are, you know, they're in their 30s and they're the most bitter person ever and want nothing to do with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And they have everything right in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're meeting somebody who has nothing, who has every right and every reason to be mad. Mm -hmm. You can embrace it. And they're and they're actually not allowing that to determine mm -hmm. how they feel. Mm -hmm. And that's just inspiring. Yeah. Those those who have everything have nothing, and often those who have nothing. Yeah, that woman yeah. have everything. Yeah, when God has already impacted her heart and her life so much so that it's not. Let me tell you about this apple pie, and then let me go get a piece for myself. Let sure. me tell you about this apple pie, Frank, mm -hmm. and then bring you a piece. Yeah. What? No, that's <laughs> just to unpack. That's crazy. Just to unpack what it takes for that individual to go through in that short amount of time. She's been with you guys for how long? Uh, so she's been with us since the beginning. Really? So, yeah, since November 3rd. Still incredible. Wow. Yeah. But November December, 3rd as a, December 3rd, I'm sorry. Of, la of last year. 2020, yes. 2023. Yes. That's not very long at all. No. Yeah, we're just talking I mean, six weeks. That's six weeks. Yeah. And she comes from wow. homelessness. Was there a... Was so there I a, think she's been unhoused. And so the, the, the word that they're trying to use now is unhoused sure. citizen or... Correct. Yep. Um, in, the, in the same way that Salvation Army, we do our best... And oftentimes it's it's kind of a it's something that we often work on, mm -hmm. right? Um, they use the the term experiencing homelessness because you yeah. don't want to give somebody the badge of you are homeless. It's like, yeah. well, no. right now that you can be 
homeless if you sell your home on the 30th mm-hmm. and you don't move into your new home on the 2nd. You are homeless, right? Yeah. So no, experiencing sure. homelessness make is more appropriate. Yeah. So uh, she's so I think she's been on the streets for about three years. Now, wow. if, if you if you saw her, you would I mean all kinds of different thoughts, but sure. Realize that probably the majority of our women yeah. that are in the shelter have been through DV at some point in time. Yeah. Yep. And majority of the women that we see on the streets, just because I'm interacting with them much more, have been through DV. Hmm. And, and DV, domestic violence for us yeah, yeah, that yeah. are in that industry. Um, and they would rather freeze on the streets than put up with that anymore. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, and even the fact that if you're dealing, I mean, think about it. If she is dealing with domestic violence and you are a man and you're representing, think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just makes it tenfold more that, crazy. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Because it's like you represent everything of, you know, you, of, of you as a man represent everything of harm to her. And the 100%. fact that she can be like, I love you. Thank you. Vulnerable. And, and be that vulnerable. Yeah. That's nuts. Like yeah. that, that isn't, you know, and that's why, it, I, you know, that's God. Like, yeah. I, I don't know another way to put that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can you go psychologically, you can look at it in every way, mm-hmm. but that is being the true religion. That is being the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, my goodness, you know, when I, when I hear, when I hear stories like that and I hear all this stuff, it makes me go, wow, there's so much need everywhere. Everywhere. Um, you know, and, and what can, you know, so you've got the trainings coming up so people can get involved in mm-hmm. that. Um, when it comes to, is there a place if there's toiletries or clothing or anything people can donate that way? Um, what are just different ways people can can connect? And yeah. So let's let's so we have people that that donate all that stuff on a regular basis. Oh, awesome! And okay. and we don't currently have a location. Okay. A, dro- um, a drop off location? No, we don't currently have a home. Got as it. far as where Rust lives at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you think about that, the need really is three sixty five twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Because we've had 62 women in our shelter to this point in time. Yeah. Now, when those women aren't with us, they're on the streets. Yep. Yeah. Um, going through who knows what. Yeah. Okay. If we had a shelter, an emergency shelter for women, children, and families here locally, yeah, then we would have a place to get them resources, get them sure. moving to the next step in their life. Now, let me give you the good news, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hit it. We have, we have sheltered to this point in permanent housing. 12. Permanent, permanent housing. Permanent housing. Yeah, twelve people. Okay, in six weeks. That's incredible. That's now, you may not think that's a big number. No, but no, out of us dealing, huge. our case managers are busy. Okay, and in in that short period of time, they've taken twelve people and found them the right situation. That's yep. the key. Yep. You got to find them the right situation. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so we've got twelve people into housing. I've got two going in. By the end of today, okay. One's going to a recovery home. Mm-hmm. Lydia's house yeah. uh, has yeah. accepted one, and wow. they're going to take her in by the end of the day. Wow. Um, and here's the thing: lady's got cancer. Hmm. Um, worked all of her life. Sure. Um, been a uh, uh, worked you know waiting tables, raising her family, everything else, and she just got tired. Because she couldn't keep up with all of her medical appointments, mm. the chemo, everything else. Yeah, it's a grind, man. And so one day she threw her hands up in there and she goes, I'm done. And every day she's like hustling. Every day she's cleaning and she's trying to make herself 
Useful. Useful. And I sat down with her one day. I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why? And she told me her story. Hmm. I started crying. I was like, dude. Yeah. How did this happen to... You're not what you think of as far as homeless. Yeah. No, not at all. And you could see the pain that she had gone through. And I talked to my wife and I was like, where can we get this lady into something? Sure. And we got an application from Lydia's house and we Mm -hmm. brought it over to her. And I said, I want you to apply. Yeah. And I spoke with Lydia's house yesterday and she's like, we've already accepted her. We're waiting on some medical documents. Wow, that's awesome. And we're going to get her in here. We thank you for keeping her. Just keep her till we can get her a bed. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, there's a lot of victories. So 62 people, uh, both families. So we had a family of five. We had, a, uh, we had two families of five. Had a family of four. So aside from that, we yeah. got them plugged back in with two of the families, got plugged them back in with their families. Mm. So worked with some counselors and some other things, got them plugged back in with family. So they're off the street. So we don't officially count that 10 people. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Because we didn't put them in housing. Sure. But we got them housed. So that's 22 people out of 62 people that have been housed. Yep. Which six I'm, weeks? I mean, and Which you're you're doing better than the state of California's um, <laughs> rate. Oh yeah, state of California rate was like it was last year. Oh, in the last, it was a three year plan. I watched it. Uh, One billion dollars was used for homelessness. Thirty seven percent of people were housed, and seventeen percent went back to being homeless. Yeah, um, and that was within the three year period. And I was like, one billion dollars going into that, yeah, and yet. I still, when I start seeing, like when I talk with people like you and I, and I get into it, it, it's like, it changes my perspective, right? Because I go, wow, that money's really going to good. But then you see all the other things and you pull back and you go, well, is that really money? Is that really where it should go? Is that really yeah. should, how it should happen? Yeah. And that's why it's important, these conversations, because it, we are in a society that dehumanizes everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and because we've dehumanized people and we use these broad terms to subjugate people into these concepts... There's no compassion and empathy. Yeah, correct. And, and with that, that what are we? That's what makes us human. Is yeah, is yep. the compassion and empathy? The yeah. difference between well, us, right. other than you know how God created us. I mean, I love the the human versus ape concept. I'm like, but apes don't have compassion and empathy, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. We're able to see ourselves, look at the future, and go, we don't want this future. We can make change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I hear you talk. You know, I see those numbers. I see those things. It frustrates me. But when I hear you talking, I'm like, wow, man, that's incredible. 22 out of 60. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't ever think that that's not. Um, because I've seen, I've seen plenty of programs that, yeah. that, that barely get 5% and they're fully funded. And I'm like, yeah. how? Yeah. Right? And you're dealing with people in traumatic state mm-hmm. with, with hopelessness everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're able to go, hey... And you're putting them in the right places. And so that's yeah. why I think rest is so important. Um, and so you guys operate December through March? No. Uh, yeah, through March, through the end of March. So, And it's specifically for the colder months here in California, making mm-hmm. sure those are taken care of. Um, are there – so how large – so rest is an organization. I know we have our own rest here. Mm-hmm. Is it a national? Is it a county? Is it – what is it? No, so it was actually started here locally. Uh, so it is a local Amazing. program started by a, a family here in town. They were driving down the road. Uh, they saw a lady that was unhoused and freezing, 
and they took her home. And then before long, it was going to a local fire department. And they yeah. used the fire department. And they're like, you know what? Uh, why don't we talk to the churches? Now, yeah. I want you to get this concept here because local churches are, I mean, they seem so different. Yeah. But um, we're sitting here currently at Glad Tidings. Yeah. Okay. You have Cornerstone. Yep. Uh, both, you would say, are a little on the evangelical side. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hope Point Nazarene. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got St. Isidore's St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Legacy Baptist, Bible Baptist. Yep. You've got uh, Seventh-day Adventist, Olivehurst. You've got Seventh-day Adventist, Yuba City. Yeah, absolutely. You've got Wesleyan, yep. uh, New Beginnings, and Marysville. Um, you've got all these different churches. Let's go. And here's the thing. That. Now, and I want you to get this. Yeah. The feeling every night for our ladies when they sit down and they get a hot-cooked homemade meal yeah. gives them hope because there's unity in the body of Christ. Yep. The, What's that, man? That's exactly it, where it's I at. Am, I am not Catholic. I'm Baptist, so yeah. I, I've been going to Bible Baptist. But I want you to know that when I'm sitting there talking with those people... yeah. There's unity in the spirit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we can break bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can find commonality yeah. in the need and the necessity for what we're doing. Absolutely. 100%. And to see all these churches partner. Yeah. And you're like breaking down. You would never think this possible. Breaking away from the religion side and back to the, hey, let's be the hands and feet of Jesus to these people. Yeah. Yeah. And Social and, now, and, and now you're not and yeah. now you're not uh you know Baptist Frank. Now you're Frank South loving on an individual, providing them a warm meal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I, and I feel like there, there's so much magic there because absolutely. W- what having grown up in church, I, I was never. It always kind of put a bad taste in my mouth that one church. It's always it, it's it, it's even to this day. It's kind of like oh well, you, did you go to this church or this church or which church do you which church do you belong to? I'm like belong. That means ownership, and I'm like mm, feels a little religious. <laughs> Like, trust yeah. me, I mean, Jesus spent most of his time in church flipping tables mm-hmm. and then looking on people outside of the church. So yeah. Yeah. when there's programs like this that are not just Nazarene or not just AOG or not just Baptist or not just Assemblies of God, so on and so forth, yeah, oh, yeah. that is a program that allows churches to unite, I don't think there's a better thing for the to, for the, for the churches locally, yeah. honestly, because again, it shows them that we're all in that together. Yeah, we're all focusing on what is most important. Yeah, not well, you know. I take this scripture and I believe it to say this, and I take this, it's like, mm, let's pause that, guys. Oh yeah, let's pause that. Let's focus on loving people. That is that is our greatest call. Our greatest call. Our first commandment. Our greatest call is to love, mm-hmm. and rest is all about. Meeting people where they're at, yep. loving people through the process, mm-hmm. and then Amen. getting them to where they need to be. So that's incredible, man. Cheers to cheers to what you guys are doing, man. I know that God is going to continue to bless it, and and I hope that yeah, from today, from people that are able to hear this, watch this, listen to this, I, I hope that they're inspired to to get involved, to jump in, to reach out, mm-hmm. and and if if nothing else, jump in financially and if they're able to with their time or or, or, or any other capacity jump in and, and volunteer in any way possible. absolutely is there a, is there a specific 
number and we can put it down in the in the in the call or a website down, or anything yeah okay. how, how can someone reach out to you specifically or reach out to rest so let's start with the email address yep it's rex rest director r-e-s-t-d-i-r-e-c-t-o-r dot y-s for you besetter at gmail.com perfect pretty easy got it yep yep and then phone number is 530-683-2274 cool and we'll put those down in the... Oh, 100%. Well, so I have to. Right? So I have to tell you this. So when you were talking about, you know, breaking down the walls of denominations and, and, and just, you know, rest just goes this. So I haven't really told too many people about this. So about ooh, 16 years ago, I just got into doing camera work and a buddy of mine was running a house of prayer in Orville. And he goes, I had this, I had a dream. And I was like, what is it? And he goes, I had a dream that we that I that um, we filmed and talked to all the pastors and had them pray over the city, and we also had them talk about their heart for the city. And he goes, really? And I mean, at this point, at 18, I was pretty doctrinalized mm -hmm. to believe one specific thing, right? And it had to be this way, and it had yep. to be in the structure. Yep. And it was probably the best growth I ever had. And he was like, I'll pay for your gas and food. Um, we'll see what happens. I said, let's do it. So I went out there for six months, Every Wednesday, we went and met with another pastor. There was over 50 churches mm -hmm. in Orville. We got 30 of them, and we filmed them. And there's even a section called Church Row where there's five churches literally catty-corner yep, to yep, each yep. other. Mm. So we went up there, and we filmed them, and we got there to, to talk. And we, we're going from Lutheran to Catholic to Baptist to Pentecostal to mm -hmm. non-denom to all of it. We're going to all these, but even Orthodox. And we went to all these different churches and got to sit and talk with them, and I got to film them. And then at the end, he would always say, hey, can you pray over the city? And so we, I get all the footage. And so anytime I'm doing a documentary like that, I sit down and look at the footage, and then I write down key points of what they're saying. Every they're single awesome. person I love that. said, I care about the one. Mm -hmm. Literally. Now, when we were there, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to fit together. And like sure. I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. But after I heard them all go like that, and even I edited, was able to go into the prayer, they were all praying the exact same thing. They were saying it differently, but they were all saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. God, use me to help other people. Amen. And I was blown away. And so we we got it, and we ended up playing it, and a, they created a church union up there. There's over, there's I want to say, about 25 of the churches now work actively together in community outreach. Amen. So I love it's that. like... Show show the churches how how similar they are. You're this yeah. Hold up the mirror. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like if you were to look at the mirror and you're like, I'm looking for Jesus, and you put that mirror down and you look at your brothers at other denominations, you'd see them. Yeah. Their their reflection. Right. If there. you see Jesus in them, then that's all you need. Absolutely. You can disagree about denominational stuff. I've got plenty of thoughts yeah. on all that stuff, but in the end, that doesn't. That doesn't matter. And that homeless person on the street mm -hmm. doesn't care mm -hmm. whether you believe in pre-dryad, post-dryad, no. tribulations. He doesn't care. Yeah. He goes, I don't have a meal. I don't have a place to stay. And yet you're going to argue. Yeah, no. And he just sees the hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what makes rest so powerful. It is breaking down that wall and bringing healing. Because yeah. as soon as it says, oh, it's over here, it's healing to the churches. It's healing to the community. Yeah, it's healing true. to trauma. It's healing to all of those things. And so, man, I just props. I'm like, yeah. you know, like I'll say it a thousand times. I'm just nothing but impressed by that in any Same. any type of connection that I get. I mean, I even know from last time I talked with you, I've talked with over 20 people, and I can't stop talking about rest mm -hmm. because yeah. it resonates in me. Insane. Going, that is what we need. Amen. So please reach out to that email, that phone number. Please connect with them. Um,
Anything you want to say to land the plane, my man? Um, so the biggest thing we really need is prayer. Mm. Uh, Got it. We can move mountains. Sure. Really, when we get back to our knees. That's it, man. Um, and our nation's going the wrong direction. Yep. Um, there's needs everywhere. This is only going to grow, yeah. this homeless situation. Yeah. Uh, especially with the political mm -hmm. uh, stuff that's going on, especially with the way we're spending money. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, like we, it doesn't, we act like we have a print press in the back room. Yep. And if we don't slow down, uh, we're going to see middle class disappear. Yep. And you're going to have low income. Yep. And, you know, people with, with substance. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see um, our neighbors that we thought this would never happen to, it's going to happen to them. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we've got to, we need to be prayerful right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, we need to turn to Christ for everything that we say and everything that we do. Absolutely. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there's no way I could do the work that I do without um, the favor of Christ in my life. Yeah. Uh, and October 6th of 1996, I'll never get over, is the day that I trusted Christ as my personal Savior. Mm. I asked him to forgive me of my sin. I knew I was a terrible, wretched sinner. And I asked him to come into my heart and be my Savior. That's the most important message I could ever get out. Absolutely. And uh, I could never get over that. And, I mean, there's been so many days in my life that I can look back at. I'm thankful for the birth of my children. You guys know my kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was very engaged in their life. But I'm most thankful for Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's mm. powerful, man. I'm with you. I love you, man. I love you, too. We're blessed and honored to know you, and we're excited to see where God takes this. Amen. And I'm excited that God has given us the ability to see the future and to go. That's If that's not what you want, change it. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to unite like-minded people to make a change, put a dent to that, get people in the right places with the right mindsets, and bring back hope. Amen. Amen. And that, again, you know, I believe hope is found in Christ. Amen. And after it's in you, you need to share it with the world. Amen. Yeah. So thanks for watching, Cam and Joe. Um, like, subscribe, share. Cam, you got something you want to? I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed to know you. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity over the next couple weeks and months to get more involved with rest. And I want to I want to be able to bring rest to as many individuals that I know that I volunteer with and, yep. and I want I want Spark, my little volunteer group, to Amen. continue to not only impact our community but to get a little bit more deep dive into the 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 substance of that. Right now we're we're really big in volunteering with the food Amen. bank. I just saw yesterday while we were packing up boxes, but to 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 fill a box is one thing. To bring a woman and her children into a shelter in the winter talk about just th that that impact is 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 huge so i, I want to use every opportunity of a platform that i yeah the small platform that i have to bring more eyes um and in viewership and awareness to what you guys are doing Amen. So thank i know you. i know that's gonna be a blessing so thank you for your time this morning love thank you, you. love you bud love you. thank you so much for listening to the cam and joe show please leave a review of your thoughts of the podcast. And if you need financial advice on a home, please contact Cameron Elkins at Guild Mortgage. And if you love coffee and want to support us in different ways, feel free to visit steelhousecoffee.com and order some coffee there. Please share the love, and we will catch you on the next podcast.